Hello and welcome to the Asikulume podcast. My name is Lindo and I am the host of the podcast. Following the last episode that I did where I spoke about the state of television news in South Africa, I touched a little bit about like the news and news corporations and how they are essentially a business that has to make money and that that influences the ways in which news is delivered but i felt that that was far too like short of a time that i spoke about that and so i wanted to dedicate like essentially an entire episode to thinking through the ways in which the fact that news corporations are businesses that have to make money like how does that influence the way in which news is delivered right um i think from as long as like the news or the news industry has existed it is always primarily existed as like a private corporation um i mean i'm sure there are states in which the the dissemination of the news is entirely controlled by the state and that also has to do a lot with um the political sort of makeup of those states so in states that are um mainly communist or dictatorial in in the in how they function politically those kind of states the dissemination of news would solely be under the control of the state but in states where the there is what we understand to be a democratic dispensation or that is the um political environment that's a democratic state then in those situations um news corporations or other corporations or private actors have the right to disseminate news right and now i think thinking about the ways in which a business or businesses and any business really operates is that the bottom line is important and that businesses have to make money they not only have to make money for them to operate and survive but they also have to make money so that the shareholders of the business get a return on their investment and i don't think people who invest in news corporations do so because they are invested in the ways in which information is disseminated or they are invested in building a strong democracy people who invest in news corporations are the same as any other investor who invests in a tech company or a manufacturing company they want to have a return on their investment plain and simple it's as easy as that really and the famous example that comes to my mind is the example of Rupert Murdoch who is like a uber wealthy like super wealthy individual um like he's literally in the list of the most of the wealthiest people in the world and a bulk of his business interests involve news right and um his 
Corporation is the, I think, um, owner of Fox News. So, and I mean, a whole lot list of other news entities. So the bulk, not the bulk of, but um, a, a significant portion of Rupert Murdoch's wealth is derived from the fact that he owns businesses that are tasked with disseminating news. Right. So news corporations are as businesses are not fundamentally different from any other business in that the core mandate of the corporation is to make a profit. Right. That's that. The people who invest in news corporations might have a small interest um, in that industry. But at the end of the day, they want a return on their investment and they want the maximum return on their investment. And so we then bring into the conversation the management um, of news corporations, right? Uh, the management of any business is tasked with make with generating the maximum return for its shareholders. CEOs, CFOs, COOs, managing directors, corporate executives, all of those people, their sole mandate is not to make sure, their fundamental mandate is not to make sure that the business is running, but it is to make sure that the business makes as much money as humanly possible, right? That's what it is. I mean, when someone is hired as a um, commercial executive in a company, yes, their um, contract will have like a whole list of things that um, form part of their responsibilities. But the overarching mandate of any corporate executive is make as much money as possible. And that mandate is exactly the same for people who run news corporations, right? So on the one hand, these people who run news corporations are tasked with the responsibility of making sure that they deliver accurate, they deliver verifiable news and information to the public. But in the same instance, they are also tasked with the... Um, duty of making sure that the corporation they are um, employed at makes as much money as possible and the ways in which corporates make money is that they run advertising um in the in that in whatever channel that the that the news is being dispensed through so newspapers will have adverts on them um television news will have adverts in between um bulletins um radio will have adverts as well news radio talk radio will have adverts so the primary revenue stream for all news corporations across the different um, mediums is that they have to have um adverts right or so the main source of revenue is revenue from advertisers and so when advertisers are looking at where to advertise or where to which news medium to give money to in the form of buying um ad space is that they look at the viewers or the, the number of viewers as well as the kind of viewers that are on that news um or that consume that kind of news So then for 
um, things like radio, for instance, right? And if you take a station like Radio 702 and you compare it to a station like SAFM, a Radio 702, first of all, is a local radio station. Um, it's a Gauteng-based radio station. And they have a division called Cape Talk in Cape Town. But those, so Gauteng as well as Cape Town, are the only places where you can essentially get 702 radio for free. And what I mean for free is that you can play it on like your normal radio or your cell phone without incurring any kind of cost. Whereas if you are outside Gauteng and Cape Town, if you want to listen to Radio 702, you have to listen to it on the internet or on the app, which obviously, you know, uses up data or Wi-Fi. So you are quote unquote paying for it. Right, and then you compare 702 to an SAFM, which is broadcast for free all over the country, right? Like the whole of South Africa. But 702 makes significantly more money than SAFM, um, even though 702 is like a regional radio station, whereas SAFM is a national radio station. And 702 makes a lot of money mainly because of the um, audience which it garners. So Radio 702 generally garners a middle class to upper middle class audience. Um, I'm not sure if they garner an audience of wealthy people. They probably do. But the audience generally is middle class, upper middle class, and some working some working class people. And so both radio stations are talk radio. They're not music radio stations. Whereas SAFM, sorry, um, 702 has middle class to upper middle class listenership. And they also have like a lot of people that listen to it. I think they are currently averaging at about, I think 800,000 to a million listeners, which is a lot of people, right? A lot of people listening to a radio station. And SAFM doesn't do those numbers, right? So as much as both of them are talk radio stations, both of them do the same kind of content, both radio, well, the one radio station is regional and the other one is, um, the other one is national advertisers usually go for 702 and would pay more for 702 because 72 because 702 has more people and it also has more people who are able to afford stuff and so what the people at 702 are the people who run 702 what they are tasked with doing is making sure that they continue to attract middle class to upper middle class and even wealthy um people and grow those numbers because they know that the more of that audience they retain the more the advertisers will um advertise with them right and so what that means is that 702 has to give those people the kind of content that they want to hear or that they want to consume right so in as much as the sort of social mandate of 702 would be the dissemination of information and making sure that the country is having conversations that you know are important and should be having but what they also but what they also do is that they have to to a certain degree pander to what um their audience wants to hear and they to a certain degree have to give their audience the kind of content that will make them keep coming back but on top of keep coming back they have to give their audience the kind of content that will make them garner even more of the same people right 
excuse me so if let's say for instance 702 and this is just me making an example i don't have any facts about the racial demographic of 702 but if 702 has a majority white audience that obviously wants to hear things that align with what they already think or what their perspectives already are 702 then isn't um, incentivized to challenge the views of those wealthy or middle class, upper middle class white people, because if they challenge them, then they stop listening to the station. If they stop listening to the station, the station makes less money. When the station makes less money, the shareholders are unhappy, right? So then those are the ways in which news corporations are constantly having to create content that is, um, I think, palatable to its audience or content that its audience wants to hear, right? Because they have to make money and they have to please shareholders. And then you think about, you know, places like ENCA, which is a news channel in South Africa, even, you know, that kind of channel, they can't just sit behind a desk and say, here's the news, right? They have to find ways to make the news entertaining, they have to find ways to get more and more people to tune into their channel. And that filters down and affects um, how editors run the editor's room. So editors will choose stories that they know are emotionally charged or racially charged. They will choose stories that they know will rile up the audience. They choose stories that they know will make people want to tune in to their shows and it goes into programming managers so programming managers will not just get um news anchors who are good at their jobs but they will get news anchors who are able to make conversations very emotionally charged they will choose new news anchors who are popular on social media they will choose news anchors based on who is able to get us the most the most amount of um viewers so that we can then tell our advertisers that listen we have so many users viewers pay us more right so the ways in which that the news the news industrial complex operates is that they have to to a certain degree tell you what you want to hear and they have to a certain degree make news very entertaining in order for you to keep in, come in order for you to keep coming back and in order for you um in order for them to sell you the audience so that they can make more money right and that's the problematic um nature about having um news corporation be uh, about having private actors having the right to sell to disseminate news is that they are mandates not only to disseminate information but their mandate also is to make as much money as possible but also thinking about you know then what would happen if only the state had the right to disseminate news um we have in south africa um the sabc which is the south african broadcasting corporation which is entirely um state owned um it is run independently but it is owned by the state right and the and sabc has a news channel but then they also have a range of talk news um 
of talk news radio stations they don't have um like magazines or any print publication or, any, or newspapers or anything like that right but um sabc for the longest time has been in utter financial ruin and the corporation has been broke more times than I don't know what and has constantly needed to be bailed out by um the government right because it simply just wasn't making enough money from advertising and i think that is largely owed to poor management and not the fact that the state is inherently incapable of running a news organization i just think they ha- they the state has hired very incapable people to run the organization right and i think that if they were able to if they got people who were able to run the sapc properly that it would not only be profitable but it would really rival the private news corporations so in south africa it's easy to make the argument that oh no the state is incapable of running news organizations so we should allow private actors to also you know disseminate news but my argument against that would be to say it's an unfair comparison to make because we don't know how we don't know the sapc's capabilities if it is run by a competent management and i think once we can get a competent management to run the sapc we really then would be able to have a more focused discussion about whether or not um the state inherently is unable to run a news corporation So I don't think I have um, like any conclusions or anything like that about this topic. But essentially, what I wanted to say is that we will never be in a we will never be in a place where news is disseminated just as news. But we will always be in a place where news is disseminated the way that the audience wants to hear it, or the ways that will garner the most um, views, the most clicks, the most buys the most listens because news corporations are businesses that have to make money and at the end of the day that is their primary mandate thank you so much for listening to this episode and i'll catch you on the next one bye